Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. In verse 9 of the epistle lesson that I read for you a little bit ago, it says this, God sent His only Son into the world so that, and I want us to look at and think about what it says, so that we might live. The answer is no. Okay? So we might live happy. No. So that we might live for ourselves and in control. No. And yet, isn't, aren't all those things kind of what we're looking for sometimes? We're looking for things to be about ourselves and that we get to be in control. Now, if you honestly sit here tonight and say, I never want to ever be in control, okay? I'd like to kind of have a conversation with you. Do you like it when things go your way and do you get frustrated when they don't? Then you probably like to be in control more than you give yourself credit for. Okay? Live happy. Again, in our, in our culture here, we're kind of tuned into have it your own way, be happy, hope things go like you want them to go, right? Don't we kind of elevate the goal of happiness a little bit too much sometimes? Y'all are waiting for the kids, aren't you? <laughs> Wrap this up, Pastor. And also, just that we might live. I, I want to say that there's more. It says, God sent His Son His only Son to the world so that we might live through Him. Would you say that with me? So that we might live through Him. Through Him. How many of you have known and met parents who want to live through their children vicariously? So they push them really, really hard to do this or that so that their life is now enhanced by living through their child somewhat. Not just equipping them, not just being good parents to love them and discipline and do what needs to be done for their good, but so that I might find my life because you're a basketball star, you're, you're some other great person. Well, you know what? Tonight I want to give you permission. We want to live vicariously through him. Through Jesus. In Him, we are united with Him. In Romans 6, we're reminded that we're united with Christ into a death like His and a resurrection like Him. We are in Him. What the Scripture said tonight is that we abide in Him and He abides in us. So we are safe and secure in Jesus. We're going to live through Him, the one who says, Now I want you to see life through my eyes, through a new perspective, living our lives through Him. And when we think of living life through him and the gift we have, those three areas in Jesus, what a gift God has sent to us. It's a little story, you know how it's dark outside, and so I like to read to you your bedtime stories, most often Sunday morning, but we have a bedtime story tonight before bed today. And it goes like this this is from the book With The Prison, Tijuana's notorious La Mesa prison contains 6,000 of Mexico's worst criminals. Drug lords and murderers ferment with anger behind bars and fences, but when the tiny figure of an 80-year-old nun appears, the men are transformed. Mama, mama, they shout as they reach their hands through the fence to touch her. Some are brought to tears at the sight of the matriarch they call Mother Antonia. How are you, my sons, she replies. She'll spend the afternoon praying with them, counseling them to ask their victims for forgiveness and ensuring that they have medicine and clean water. At the end of the day, Mother Antonia will not leave the prison. She will return to the tiny cell that she has inhabited for more than 30 years alongside her sons. Mother Antonia brings hope to men and women here, said the warden. 
and they find hope themselves. She spreads the love of God. Before entering La Mesa in 1977, Mother Antonia was Mary Brenner Clark, a blonde Beverly Hills socialite, married twice, divorced twice, and a mother of seven. But at the age of 44, Mary's life was transformed. Her deep communion with God had resulted in an unyielding compassion for the poor and wounded. Before I continue, wouldn't it be great if we didn't just come to come? Wouldn't it be great if we didn't just come to church and sit through the thing and wait till the kids do their thing and think it's really cute and then go home and open gifts and just wait so you can do it all again next year? Wouldn't it be great if at some point in our lives more and more we were transformed? And I wonder if sometimes if I'm not transformed because I choose not to be. Yeah, I've heard the message a thousand times, Pastor. I don't want to hear it anymore. I remember long time ago when Pastor Harms stood up front here and he spoke and Becky was signing to a young man named Ray, I think it was, wasn't it? And he spoke about how Jesus died and rose again. And tell me if I get this wrong. But Ray said, no way. However you sign, no way. And Becky signed, no, yes, it really, he died and rose again. He said, no way. Yes way, no way, yes. Okay, back and forth it went. And then finally, if I get the story right, he turned around and he said, well, what about them? What about us? Does the difference of the gospel actually impact us? What is it that will transform us? According to Scripture, what transforms us is the power of the Holy Spirit working through the Word. We hear the Word. Do we listen? I'm bombarded by all the world has for me. I'm bombarded by hearing the Word. Will it impact my heart or will I just keep doing what I'm doing? She was transformed. Her deep communion with God resulted for the looking out for the poor and wounded. When her children were grown, she sensed God's call to serve the forgotten prisoners of Tijuana. She sold her possessions and drove across the border to take up residence at La Mesa. Mary's oldest son was not surprised by her move. The greatest gift my siblings and I had was that our mom was on loan from God to raise us, he said. Now she's taking care of the rest of the world. Apart from counseling the inmates, Mother Antonia became a critical link between the guards and the prisoners. She advocated for peace and humane treatment, and she reached out to the families of both the inmates and guards, the most vulnerable among the prison's population, the transvestites and the elderly, became especially close to her. One inmate said Mother Antonia is the most important person here. Despite the remarkable transformation at the prison since Mother Antonia took up residence, La Mesa remained a very dangerous place. In September of 2008, a riot broke out in the prison when she was not inside. The 82-year-old arrived at La Mesa at night to find the electricity cut off and the prison surrounded by soldiers trying to contain the violence. The prison had taken hostages. Fires had been started. And one witness said, bullets were flying everywhere. Mother Antonia approached the police outside the prison. Let me go in, she pleaded. I know I can do something to stop the violence. The authorities refused, fearing for her safety. I'm not afraid, she responded. When you love, you don't have anything to be afraid of. Love casts out fear. The Bible tells us, and I love the men there. I can go into the cells and see the men, pray for them, Bring them hope. That doesn't mean I'm in accord with them. That doesn't mean I'm not going to show them what's wrong and try to calm something down. It just doesn't stop stop me from loving them. 
Think on that just for a second. God gave us the greatest gift, his son Jesus, who came to be with us, not just to say, hey, don't worry about it. Everything's okay. You can do whatever you want. Wrong's not wrong. He didn't come to tell us that. But he came to love us in the midst of our struggles, right? They let her in. Mother Antonia entered the blackness and found an inmate named Blackie. She fell to her knees and begged him to end the riot. It's not right that you're locked up here, hungry and thirsty, she said. We can take care of those things, but this isn't the way to do it. I will help you make it better, but first you have to give up the guns. I beg you to put down your weapons. Mother, Blackie replied, as soon as we heard your voice... I almost made it to the story. Read that part. Nope. Soon it will be, though. Right there. Mother Blackie, re- Mother Blackie replied, as soon as we heard your voice, we dropped the guns out of the window. From small acts of kindness to arbitrating the peaceful end to a riot, Mother Antonia's presence was transformed. Has transformed La Mesa. So here's the question. As soon as we get connected to Jesus, do we drop all those things that get in the way of our life with him? When we think of Jesus and what he's done for us, does it impact us enough to give up all that which we would trust in? Because we're united with him, right? Into a death like his, into a resurrection like his, so we have new life, right? And if we're abiding in him, then we can say, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Jesus Christ now lives in me. The life I live, I live by trust in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, which means I get to live a new life of, as I have been loved, I love. Isn't that a gift? Isn't that awesome gift? And finally, to see things in a new way. And you know, there's a little video I've been watching, and it says, you know, you need one thing to get through trials. You need one thing to get through trials. You know what that one thing is? Breath. Breath. How many of you have gone through trials? We all have, right? Every one of us made it through the trials. But it says in James chapter 1, in Romans chapter 5, that these trials that we go through are the very things that God can use to transform us, to mature us, so that we live our lives more and more by hope. How many of us just survive the trials and nothing else ever happens? And how many of us, as we cling to live our lives through him, experience God's presence and transformation. That's what we really want, isn't it? We don't want to just make it through the trial. God keeps putting those trials in our path so that we might be transformed. Like Christmas does for us as we seek to live it through Him. Amen?